Hi, it's me again, Ethan, and I have a guest. Introduce yourself, guest. Hello, my name is Priscilla Rivera. Uh, where are you from, Priscilla? I am from San Antonio, Texas. Where's that? South of Austin. Where's Austin? Best place on earth. <laughs> okay. So, what is your favorite cookie? Chocolate chip, for sure. Like, do you like it when it's like the little, like, you know, like the Hershey's Kiss size or like the shape of chocolate chip in the cookies? Or do you like like the chunks? Um, Honestly, both. As long as it has chocolate and it's like sweet and a little soft. Do you like like the soft gooey ones or you like like the crunchy ones? It has to be a good balance, like in the middle. Not too gooey, not too soft. Or not too hard. Not too hard, yeah. But like just right. Just right. Like insom insomnia. Those are right. Those are good. I feel like insomnia is it's like very buttery, you know? It's like it's like it's like it's like a little rich. Like I feel like it's a lot more on the gooey side and less like it doesn't really have that like crunch, that bite to it. But I don't know. They are very good. I would agree with that though. Yeah. I, I agree with that though too. They they have a good amount of butter and butter's what makes them cookies good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just to let you know, and this will be in the podcast. Uh Whenever you talk and the mic isn't next to you, I can't hear a word you say. So, so uh, I'll, you can like signal, and I can I can hand the mic over to you. Thank you, Ethan. <laughs> say something else. Um. So, Ethan, let's let's talk about how we met. I have no clue. Uh, we met on Cookstaff. Cook okay, we met on Cookstaff. This was uh, Longhorn Awakening seventy three. Yes. yes, it was. Ethan was staffhead. Nah, I was just another cook staff member. Nate and Vanessa were staff heads. I was just another peon. We were just the same. We were just cookers in the cook staff. We were just cookers in the cook staff. Do you remember who else was on staff with us? Erica, Martha. That's it. <laughs> That's all the people you don't remember anybody else on cook staff with us? Um, not vividly. Okay. You just uh, wait, wait, let me try. Juliana. What's her name? Yella? No. Daniela? Uh, I forgot. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are probably some others. Yeah. It's okay. My memory's not that good either. Okay. Is there any activities that you like to do? There are some activities I like to do. I name one of these said activities that you like to do. My favorite activity would be crocheting. So, let me tell you a story about how it was, it wasn't even last year. It was the year before. No, no, no. It, it was last year in the sense that it was 2022, but it was spring 2022. So, I would have been a sophomore. I'm a senior now. Uh, where I tried to learn how to crochet. And uh, it was really hard. Yeah. Like, uh, for some reason, I just can't get the tension right. So I have, I, have a, I have a set of crochet hooks at home and a large amount of yarn. And I just, I, I, I try. Sometimes I go back to it. I make like these weird like rectangles, but like they're like all loosey-goosey in some spots. And I tried learning how to crochet. It's really hard. I, I, know, I know after a while, if I keep going at it, like I'll, I'll get the tension right. I'll be able to do like the single loop, the double loop really, really easily. But I'm like looking at it going over, going under. And it's, 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 it's pretty challenging. I should have a crochet club at the UCC to teach everyone how to crochet. Do you know that uh, the UCC, I want to say like maybe 10, 12 years ago, they used to have a club 
where they would crochet and knit stuff to like donate. And they would just meet on Saturdays and then just like like do this and then and, and like donate. It was like a kind of like a social club. Uh, there might have been some guys there, but I assume it was mostly for like women. No, uh, yeah, maybe we should bring that back. Yes, I do know there is a UT club called Crochet for a Cause, and they do the same. They crochet and then donate the items, which is very beautiful because they do like um, moms or like different shelters, people with sicknesses. But I don't have my free time like that. But yeah, I do love crocheting. Everything I made has been gifts, so it's a beautiful thought process and a lovely gift to give someone because all your time and effort was put into it yeah that's that's certainly pretty cool so like what do you like crocheting do you like crochet like articles of clothing or you just like you like crocheting the round do you like little coasters like what, 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 what kind of stuff do you crochet i've done a few things mainly purses i've made all my close friends like handbags i've made a few shirts I made a few beanies, tote bags, like star garlands, but I do want to do stuffed animals. I've seen a lot of videos and my brother has actually asked me to like make him something specific and I've never made him something. So I do want to do that, but I've never done like a little object. It's been more like clothes or shirts or I mean purses. Yeah. Have you made anything to wear like uh like anything at all where you have to like, like I guess maybe for the purposes, is it just like the top is open or is it something that like has like a zipper or is it just like something like, like, cause you know how if you do like a stuffed animal or even like a ball, like you need to like close it and then like stuff, like have you ever done something like that before? I have not. All the bags are open and they're just like tote bags that you can just put your stuff in, but it's pretty secure. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty slay, you know? Thank you, Ethan. <laughs> That I was handing the mic so you could like say something else. Like, like I don't know, could continue about something. Okay. Oh, my mom taught me how to crochet. So yeah, it was really nice. And I feel like it's known that like it's mainly women that do it, which it is a stereotype that is correct. But I think it's very fun. I've taught a few of my friends how to do it and they've had fun. You kind of start off with like how you said, a little coaster. But I think it is... A very good hobby to have and if anybody wants to learn i would be willing to teach them yeah and i think it's one of those things where it's like it's like wood building or like metal working it's just like a useful thing you can make stuff that's like actually useful uh like a tote bag uh, but even like a like a i need a thing to put my like big like cooking pot on because it's hot or something and you could make a trivet trivet i don't know what that's called yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Here's the real question. How do you feel about knitting? I actually really want to learn how to knit. I've never, I think I have tried probably a few years ago, but crochet just has always been what I've known. So it's what I'm best at, but I do want to know how to knit because I've heard that it's faster. So if it's faster, you save time and make more stuff. There's also more stitches that you can do with knitting compared to crochet. So, yeah, I know it's like always a controversy of like, are you a knitter? Are you a crocheter? But um, I want to know both. But right now you're like team crochet. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've never like picked up needles in my life to knit. Yeah, uh, like the knitting, it's cool. But like, 
I don't know. For me, it's like knitting. You can see what's happening. You're like using the sticks to like make like a grid thing. But crochet, it's like actual magic. You have string and you have this like stick and you just like, uh, and you just make like stuff. And the fact that there is like such a like not small number, but like uh, like you use the same like core stitches to make like a whole bunch of stuff. And it just it's just something very seems very like sublime and like magical. It's like you take these very basic things, you put them together and you make these magnificent, uh, and especially when they're functional, I feel like they're even more magnificent. It's just, it's just really cool, like uh, crocheting. No, for sure is crazy how just repeating the same pattern of stitches can make a whole item, how you said you can have like a whole purse, a whole shirt, but yeah, no, I do wanna see how knitting is done. So it's, that's probably my next project. So do you like find what are they are they called like templates or like tutorial like instruct like 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 it, 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 it like it, like it's like a sheet or something that like tells you like what stitches to do and it basically tells you how to do it. Do you do that? Do you ever like just like get the like the crochet hook your yarn and just like go at it? You just try something or or is usually like you know a pattern or you you like maybe remember how to do it and you just make that over and over again like like a tote bag you said. Yeah. So for a lot of stuff, it is just by memory and I just make it up how I go. But like Grammy squares, granny squares, those are harder to make. So I do look up tutorials and depending on if it's a new stitch, I look up a tutorial on YouTube, which are very helpful because I'm a very visual learner. But yeah, a lot of stuff, how you said, it's just one simple stitch and you just create or like you go around however you want it to create and it just makes your object. That's cool. That's cool. You have a favorite color? My favorite color is purple. Purple? What kind of purple? Like a lavender purple. Oh, like a light purple? Like the, the color of my shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your shirt's purple. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. My, the, my favorite color of... My favorite color purple is like the purple that is on my phone that I'm currently showing Priscilla, which is also the color or very close to the color on my podcast logo. So you're listening to the podcast, just like look at the logo. That's my favorite color purple. Uh, yeah. Why? Why do you like lavender? Uh, I mean, it's always been purple because I know like throughout your life, you change favorite colors. Like not one person's always going to have the same favorite color. But purple has always just been the color I say as like as a child. Also, like as a like being young, like the thing that I would always think was like when I was born, <laughs> I was literally born purple because like I couldn't breathe. <laughs> like, yeah. And, like, I would always think of that. But, like, obviously that's not why my favorite color is purple. But that was, like, a correlation I had with the color since, like, I knew what my favorite color was. I like that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> you were born purple. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, has a nice ring to it. <laughs> um, yeah, what's your favorite color? Oh, you said purple, too. But, yeah, purple's my favorite color ever. What's your favorite hobby? My favorite hobby? Oh, dang. You're asking me the questions now. Um, I don't know. I, I like doing a lot of things. It really depends. Uh, I used to really like like solving Rubik's Cubes. I used to do like card magic, weirdly. Uh, I I've always like played video games. I like to swim. I don't know. I, I like a lot of things. Uh, I like electrical computer engineering a little bit, too. What, what do you study? I am studying speech language hearing sciences. What is speech language hearing sciences? So the three 
paths you can take from this major would be speech pathology, death education, or audiology. So right now I'm between speech pathology and audiology, but it's, I mean, speech pathology is basically speech therapy. Um, yeah, I volunteered at this stroke center. It was a bunch, well, it was adults who had gone through strokes um, doing recovery for their speech. And then audiology is a near doctor. So I'm not sure what I want to do, but I should know it within the year. What are you? Are you? I am a jur- junior, sorry, junior. This has nothing to do with the previous question, okay? And, and think, 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 about the, think about your question, or think about the answer to the question, okay? What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be happy. Let me happy I don't know if the audio file exists. Okay, it, it exists. It's, it's the recording, too. Okay, okay, and, and that's in the podcast. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, my computer went. Okay, yes, uh, you want to be happy. Good. What's, what is your goal? What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a father. Good goal. <laughs> okay. Uh, why do you want to be happy? Um, well, I mean, it's not saying that I'm not happy now, but I just think... Like, everything on Earth is going to be gone, obviously, when we die. So I just want to be fulfilled and have a genuinely happy life while I'm on Earth. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like any job you have, it's going to be labor. It's going to be sacrifice. So it's going to be a challenge. And, like, being a mother is going to be a challenge. Having kids... And I love children. Children are great. I work with children. But I just want to feel genuine happiness on earth. Yeah. There was some part in there that I had like a comment about, but I completely forgot. Uh, you said job. Yeah, I got nothing. Uh, yeah, good answer. Why do you want to be a father? I don't know. I feel like all men are just like wired towards fatherhood. And fatherhood is just like the fulfillment of many desires to like, um, to want to like strive for excellence, not for yourself, but to do it for another, uh, to like strive to sacrifice. Uh, Because I mean, all men, regardless of what like vocation you're called to, are called to some form of fatherhood and Part of that is self-sacrifice. Part of that means to like guide people under their care, uh, in, in in many different ways. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like a very, very noble thing, a very good thing, yet a very fulfilling thing. Yeah. So, quite quite similar to your answer. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know more men? I'm pretty sure. I don't think I've ever looked this up, but I'm pretty sure. (laughs) More men are, like, more drawn to, like, the sense of, like, fatherhood instead of, like, women to motherhood. Just because, like, now in, like, like, the century we're in, it's, like, women obviously know, like, that you're going to have the kid and you're going to have to raise it, which is part of your gender role in a sense. But, yeah, it's crazy that, like, now more men want to be parents than women 
Yeah, that's an interesting point you bring up there. Uh, At least this has also been the case with my friends. Like, all my roommates are like, no, like, I don't think I want to have kids. And then, like, I asked, like, guy friends, and they're like, yeah, like, for sure. Like, but it has, like, uh, maybe it's, like, university. I don't know, but at least people around me has been the case but i feel like it's also just the sense of gender roles and how society has treated each side yeah i think it's a i think it's just a thing if you look at society in general where we've uh i would say for the worse i've kind of moved away from like the family being the core where it's like because uh, of course there's going to be individuals who can uh who are, are not are not going to get married not going to have kids and they're going to live good lives but i guess uh part of the the modern society is like saying that like uh like having a child like isn't a good thing this isn't going to be fulfilling and you should like pursue your career instead but i think there's definitely many fruits to like uh motherhood that uh that like was in older society that we we just kind of not not neglect because i I think people still do want to be mothers but it's just like the prevailing idea of thought is like oh uh you, you don't you don't need to do that or maybe even you shouldn't want that you should want this instead you should want to be equal to men, other stuff like that. Uh, where I feel like, I don't know, the, let's bring back, like, being a good mother as, as something that's, like, fulfilling and happy and raising the kids. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think it has to do a lot with society and just careers. People are, tend to be very focused on careers instead of, I don't know, their life and life outside of careers, which is why, like I said, like, I don't necessarily want to be, like, a certain job when I grow up. I don't want to be a certain person. I just want to be a happy person. Yeah, and I mean, my answer is similar in that way as well. Uh, but yeah, no, I know a lot of people, they're like, oh, I need to like get that career. like, uh, And only then, like, only then can I like look for a spouse, stuff like that. And by the time you're like 30, whereas if you find a spouse when you're like maybe in your, in your 20s, younger, younger 20s, mid 20s, it's like, it's different because you like, like, I feel like if you like wait till you're at the top and then you get married, like you already have your own life established and they have their own life established. Whereas if you get married a little younger, like you kind of grow up together and you form that like bond of your, like your adult, your early adulthood together. And it's just, I don't know. seems, makes a lot of sense. I don't know. No, I agree with that. I think it's marriage is obviously beautiful and like having a person by your side through it all is very nice. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, and part of what you said, like through it all is like, you don't need to be perfect or you don't need to have everything established before you get married. Like you can get married even though you're not rich. You can get married even though you don't have the stable job. Uh, definitely be on the same page about those things, but that's not like a necessary requirement. And I feel like, I don't know, somewhere along the way, we, society lost that. Yeah. Well. Let us suppose that you can only wear one color for the rest of your life. What color would you wear? Probably black or white. Why not purple? Don't you like purple? I do like purple, but I would never choose to wear purple every day. Like head to toe purple? No, I wouldn't choose purple. I would do like black, white, beige. Head to toe beige every day? Yeah, better than purple. (laughs) Dang, dang. I try not to reuse questions, but I'll reuse this question. If you had to wear stripes for the rest of your life, like your shirt, always a striped shirt, would you rather they go side to side or up and down and why? Um, 
side to side because did you okay <laughs> i'm just like did you know but did you know stripe like horizontal stripes are supposed to make you look wider and um vertical stripes are supposed to make you look longer yeah that that's uh yeah that, that, that's, that's how that works okay i'm glad you knew that too but I would do horizontal just because, at least with, like, shirts in fashion, I feel like that's more known. I've never seen, like, vertical unless it's, like, a, uh, like a button-up. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The ones where, like, it's, like, pretty small, whereas the horizontal, usually it's, like, it's like a lot. There's maybe, like, five or six on the entire shirt. Uh, yeah, so you'd have stripes but like 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 your entire wardrobe is, is all stripes so like they can go up and down but it can be like one like one giant stripe like two sides or it could be like 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 you could you could really mix it up you know yeah no that's a lot of stripes i the stripes whole thing my ex would wear a lot of stripes so that's what i think of he would literally would wear striped shirts every day <laughs> So I'm like, maybe I maybe I wouldn't choose to ever wear any type of stripes, but I think it would be have to be horizontal. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, it just made me think of that. I feel like it's like, like I don't know. He would always wear stripes. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. Some people just like stripes. Like it's it's okay. People are given free will and they choose to wear stripes every day. Are you saying they choose wrongly? Maybe. <laughs> okay, I mean, people are given the choice to wear, like, red, and I think they choose wrongly. Red is... I don't like red. I don't like yellow. I don't think yellow looks good on anyone. You don't like you don't like yellow, you say? Why, perhaps, don't you like yellow? This seems kind of dubious. Like, I like the color yellow. Like, yellow is, like, a happy, vibrant color, but... A piece of clothing that is yellow will never look good on anyone. Like, everybody just looks like a banana, you know? Like, like, I don't know. Like, I was wearing a yellow shirt yesterday, like, in my apartment. And I was like, I wouldn't wear this out because it doesn't look good. It's not a good color for anyone. <laughs> yellow isn't a good color for anyone, you say. Would you, you agree with that sentence? No. I don't think it's a good color for me. Maybe that's why I don't like it. But... There have to be people that can pull off yellow, and I bet there are. There are people that their favorite color is yellow, and they might wear yellow every day, and I'm happy for them. Yeah, I guess those people, like, so it, it's, other people can like yellow, but you you just don't like yellow. Is, is, that, is that the impression, that yeah. you, you just don't like things that are yellow? Yeah, I honestly would have the same thought with orange, but... UT. So now I've changed my mind and shifted away from that idea. So I think orange is way better. But honestly, yeah, orange is a way nicer color than yellow. But yellow is just really at the bottom. Don't like yellow. There you go. <laughs> for lunch today. <laughs> I what did I have for lunch? Um. Oh, so yesterday I went to the Caritas fundraiser and there was extra brisket. So Emilio gave me a bag of brisket. So I had a brisket taco for lunch and I hadn't ate breakfast. So then I had yogurt and granola on the side. Was the brisket good? It was very delicious. I had it for 
I had two sandwiches yesterday, and then I had a taco today. And I'm planning on eating it again tomorrow. <laughs> good, good. Did you try the brisket? Yes, I had like two plates of brisket. And it was very, very good. Uh, yeah, put a little barbecue sauce on it. The first one had a bun. The second one did not because you ran out of buns. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm happy with the brisket. And I'm going to sign up for Caritas, and everybody should too. You're going to go to Caritas? Yeah, I really want to. I mean, I always I haven't signed up, but I told my mom about it. Yeah, if any of y'all listeners at home want to go on Caritas, it's for uh, college-aged individuals, eighteen to th- eighteen to twenty-four. It's December eleventh through fifteenth. It's five days in Austin. It's like mission work where we do uh, we go on mission in the city of Austin because there's lots of people to serve, and it's full of uh, prayer. There's mass in the morning, adoration at night. Uh, it's really nice. Uh, the food is really good. You have some double-digit number of meals cooked by Ethan Wynn, which is myself. And uh, I'd like to think I can cook just a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. You go out on mission. It's a good way to grow in faith, grow in community. Uh, follow at Austin Caritas on Instagram. Uh, you can also go to austincaritas.com. That's A-U-S-T-I-N-C-A-R-I-T-A-S.com. And there should be a sign-up link there. Uh, yep, add over. So, you have any closing thoughts for our folks at home? No, I mean, I really hope I get to go to Caritas. Honestly, anytime anybody mentions it, they're just like, it's the most fun experience. And serving people is great. Mission trips are great. And why not do it locally? Serve our own community and the people that surround us. So, I really want to do that. So, it's something I hope I will. You have any comments just like as you as a person on this podcast that's not Caritas related? Um, I was thinking about this. So, I mean, obviously Austin has like homeless people. I actually know how to cut hair. So I feel like a good thing to do would be to like go out and like offer like free haircuts. But yeah, it's something that I've been thinking about because I also know UCC is having like a day in the community on Saturday. I think I am going. I might be going home, but if I'm not going home, then I should be going. But I feel like that would be a really good piece of service and like giving my talents to the Lord for other people. You cut hair? Where'd you learn how to do that? And when? I learned how to cut hair about three years ago. It was before COVID, but it was like at the perfect time because like during COVID, obviously no one could go get haircuts. So I was just cutting my family's hair. And obviously with women, it's women is super easy, but men, you kind of have to get adjusted to it. But I've been cutting my dad's and my brother's hair for like the past three years. And they literally only go to me and they get the same haircut every time. So it's become pretty natural. But yeah, I've cut a few people, other people's hairs, but it's mostly just my brother and my dad. That is really fun and wholesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Every time I get a haircut, uh, the person, usually it's my aunt or uh, one of my relatives, and they always tell me that my hair is really hard to cut because I have a large amount of hair. It's really dense, and it's, like, really thick. So they're like, yeah, they, 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 like they, they cut my hair. But it's not that they don't like it very much, but they don't like it very much. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool. 
I had some follow-up to you cutting hair. Okay, actually, I'll... Um, yeah, so you mentioning how it's hard to cut your hair specifically, I feel like that would be the main challenge, that everybody has different textures, everyone has different hairstyles, so I've grown accustomed to my dad's and my brother's just because they get the same haircut every time, but obviously, like, going out and just cutting random people's hairs, like, I'd feel bad if they turned out horrible, but... Yeah, I feel like it's it's a good thing to know, and I've been doing it for a little. Yeah, so like, yeah, you said this where it's like especially especially different textures of hair for different uh, people, like different like ethnicities and such. Where like there's there's gonna be a, di- a big difference. Like if the hair is really dense, hair is not very dense. If hair is very curly, not very curly. Um, yeah, it's just a thing that you you pick up at some point or another. Yeah. Oh oh oh, here's the real question: Do you cut your own hair? So I do, but it never turns out perfectly. Like living in college, I just get frustrated. And sometimes I'm like, just like, I'm going to cut my own hair. So I cut my own hair and then I go home and I have my sister fix it. But I do play with my hair, which is bad because I just see it as something that's going to grow back, which it will. But it could look bad if I don't do a good job. Yeah, it's really cool. I know I said like five minutes ago to like close up but you have any closing remarks no that was my closing remark thank you so much for having me ethan you know it okay uh bye bye bye